Welcome to the Moments That Matter podcast. My name is Laura Escamilla. I am your host, and I am joined today by two of my friends, Karen and Selena. Karen is a mom of three, sending her first to college in a few weeks, and she has two more rising juniors. And Selena is also a mom of three with her two oldest already in college and her youngest a rising senior. So when you send your first child off to college, it's a whole new parenting experience, a whole new parenting life begins. And the act of physically leaving your child somewhere and walking away from them, wherever that happens on campus or at an airport, it's a momentous occasion for every parent, for you and for them. And for many of us, parenting is accompanied by tears and deep feelings of loss, if you will. For some of us, me included, (laughs) it's a huge exhale and a recognition of accomplishment and a win, if you will, parenting win. And for every parent, though, it doesn't change that you have a mix of excitement for them and joy for them and anxiety for them and yourself and this big change. Karen, we're here because Selena and I have already done this before and you're taking your first steps into this. We're here for you and whatever questions you have for us. So your first question that you expressed was if we had a pain system for all the extra stuff, how we handled that. You want to know what is fair to expect from them. Yes. I mean, in high school life, you know, they're at home and they come in all the time needing money for this or money for that. And as they move into adulthood, it doesn't change. (laughs) Nope. That's, that's what I'm wondering. Right. That's exactly what it They're is. They're further away. You but just they have still... to learn to use uh, Venmo and cash out. <laughs> that's what I kind of had a feeling. I'm wanting my daughter to get a job so that she can start learning mm-hmm. to manage her money the right way. But at the same time, I know that she's learning. So there's going to be Rough. a lot of times where she needs the help. And I'm wondering, is that normal? Absolutely. I think when they're first getting there, yes, you're trying to get all the expenses accounted for. I think we gave them a little leeway, like a little bit of, okay, you have this many dollars per month for extras. We had done an earlier podcast and we said it worked some and then it failed some because they start joining little organizations where there may be some fees involved. And of course, those coffee breaks start adding up. Right. Uh, study and, breaks. And so study breaks, <laughs> exactly. Study breaks with refreshments. Mm-hmm. And it's still always a learning curve. But I think once you get through this first semester, get a feel of their expenses. I know you're talking about a job. They did not have a job the first few years. I was a little skeptical about that for them to know, you know, gauge their academics. That was just priority to us. But I think there's so much when they do have a job, just the responsibility. I mean, that's huge. And that's wonderful that they can be efficient with their time and just kind of knowing your child. I knew one child of mine could easily handle both a job and, you know, studying. But the other one, we just still wanted to check and gauge how his study habits were going to be and using time management is one of the biggest words you're going to hear when your child goes off to college. Yes. And a gauge of who they are now, because they're not going to change miraculously. My second that I thought, okay, now he's going to do all these things that he didn't do. And I don't know why I thought he would, but he doesn't. He's the same person. And for us, we budgeted with whatever was left from their financial aid, because that's how we managed their expenses. $500, it came out to a month, and I gave $500, here's your $500. And for Skylar, it was fine. She made it work. It was great. For Lucas, the first semester was great. And then, as Selena said, 
they start joining organizations and making new friends and things get a little harder. I'm studying. I need to eat here and do that. And I don't have time to go to the dining hall. And right. these things start evolving. And it's a it, it's an evolving situation. It is. And with work, Skylar didn't work until senior year. And for her, academics was very rigorous. And she had tutoring and extra things. And there was just no way that she could fit that in, not even 20 hours a week. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. My daughter worked this summer and saved, hoping that she has money saved up so mm -hmm. that she won't be working, hopefully, through this first semester. Right. Hopefully she can get a grasp on what the schedule will be like and time management. Right. And some kids but, can do great. Lucas is entering his second year. And he's planning to work. And I feel based on his grades and how he handled that first year, I think he can manage 20 hours a week. I don't think that'll be a problem at all. And he needs more money. And that's not going to come from me. <laughs> so, and all of my children have different spending habits. Right. So, right. You know, knowing the one that's going away versus others. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we really wanted our kid, we talked with them, to have a college experience. You know, they weren't going to have the same thing that they had at home. They're not going to be able to order on Chick-fil-A on my app with my card. <laughs> They were going to have to figure it out in their budget. And yes, that did come with, I need extra money and I need this or that. Sometimes it wasn't all the time. It wasn't every day, but it's there. It doesn't change. No, it's good. I'm glad I heard you say that you gave them a kind of a budget. Mm -hmm. Now you may have to adjust it throughout the, yeah, the yeah. semester or whatever, but starting off with like, hey, this is what you have. Yeah, and I think once you do feel, even if it's just the second semester, feel she can work and she mm -hmm. feels she can. And it's fair to let her pay those extra expenses right. that, for that so that it doesn't land on you. I think that's a fair okay. expectation. And you mentioned your daughter. She's worked in the summer. Our kids did work in the summer. They had their savings and we made it clear that would be for their additional expenses, but fun things. And they realized just how fast that money <laughs> goes. I think the biggest thing I want to know, I was wondering if it's too much to ask of her to work. And I do think maybe that first semester, especially, it's it, hard as they're adjusting. It's an adjustment not only to meet people and to be available to do the activities that will have her create her community, her friends, mm -hmm. and that if they're all going to a football game and she has to work, that creates some obstacles in making friends and experiencing that. And also, if she has to study, she has to figure out, are her classes going to be too hard? Not too hard, but hard enough that she has to put in extra work than she does in high school, because that's mm -hmm. definitely going to be the case. Right. You want her to focus on No, for on sure. That. But once she gets the hang of it, then, yeah, definitely. But I do want her, if she's going to go away, I want her to have the college experience, mm -hmm. because it'll be a whole new place, and mm -hmm. she needs to make friends. And I think that's where trying to get a job on campus, because those are manageable hours and they understand their students. And Lucas applied to four jobs on campus and you do that through their school website. They're, I think they use an app called Handshake also. Are you familiar with that? I'm not. I have heard mm -hmm. of that one. Yeah. And they post jobs on there. But we just went to the school website and under jobs, careers, it says student work and he applied for them. And they tell you it's no more than, I think, the minimum eight hours a week, maximum 20 hours a week, because they're for students. So yeah. That's why I wanted him to get a job there because that's manageable. But going to work at a restaurant or something, those hours are crazy. Yeah. So. You know, Olivia did, after her second year, she would work here at a little local restaurant, but it was also there in, okay. in her, where her college town was at. So she was able to transfer over there. Hey, you know, they know, I think managers know you're kind of in somewhat of a college town or there's a lot of college students around. So they really understand, like, try to the, work, with, try to work mm -hmm. with you. I know she really didn't work much during the week, but a 15-hour 
<clears throat> week. Yeah. Well, I think was kind of common. A hundred dollars a week or something yeah. is extra, you know. Yeah. Some coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Some coffee it's at least coffee date. twice. <laughs> yes. Yes. So something yeah. good. I think from the monies that we offer to them and then if they have some little savings, things like that, just it works out. They get a hang of it and we as well kind of know what expenses are coming. Mm-hmm. And so That's it's what I, a little not, maze not to figure ready out. ready to know what all's about to hit. Yes. <laughs> and it's nerve wracking because you don't know, right? That's always hard when you're entering a situation. The unknown. You, you, the unknown is there. And like we said off air, everything, the answer to everything in college is it depends. It depends <laughs> on your kid. It depends on their grades. It depends on the classes. You don't have any kids before her going to this school. So you have no idea what the school environment is or the classes are like. So it adds a level of stress, which is what happens with the first one. You also had a question on safety measures for your child as they're learning a new life on their own. And this one, I was writing notes as you sent me your questions. And man, (laughs) there are a lot of notes. (laughs) And I don't know, maybe it's different for a boy or girl because mine going away is a girl. Our two oldest were girls and Mm -hmm. all the questions and all the things. (laughs) that go through your mind. But the first thing that I learned was to make sure they know what medication to take when they're sick and what that dosage is. Because there's nothing like a call like, mom, I feel terrible. What do I take? And I'm like, you take medicine here. How do you not know that they're not paying attention, right? Things I never, you know, I take for granted. I guess sometimes I hand her things. Yes, it's exactly what happened. I'm thinking, well, you took it, but she's like, but you just gave it to me. She (laughs) didn't know the name of it. She didn't know how much she took. So I had to be like, go to the store, buy this box and take this. That was the first thing that hit me when she got sick the very first semester and not sick to where I can get a bit, but like, I feel terrible. You know, what do I take? What do I do? And I think something also I learned is I just kind of prepared a little bin just yeah. some basic me- medication for a headache, for aches and pains, for a fever, just mm-hmm. so that they know what to grab for. Because when they're feeling so sick, they don't even feel like going to the store down the street. Smart. They just already have cough drops. I mean, things that mm. they just will say, I'm fine, mom, I'm fine. But there they are coughing up. Like, just take a cough drop, right. just something to soothe your throat. Take a little bit of ibuprofen, but it's nowhere to be found. They got to make a trip to the right. store. So, so with- just a little medicine. Band-Aids, basic. With my second, I learned from the first. I didn't even have the foresight to think what happens if she gets sick. Like I was worried about her dorm and her decorations and her comforter and making sure everything matched and she matched her roommate. Like that was my biggest concern. Right. So I completely missed the boat (laughs) on medication. But with my son, I did. He had a little plastic bin and I put in all the medications you take and went through it with him. This is for this. This is for that. And of course, it's like, I know, mom, but I put it anyway. Band-Aids, a little first aid kit, little things. I'll have to collect all her allergies. Yes. Allergy season because wherever they move to, Mm -hmm. they're going to react differently. And who knows what that'll be. Who knows what that'll (laughs) be. Yeah. So that was, I learned the second time, but I said the first time my priority was way off. Because it was a girl. Because, yeah, (laughs) because she was a girl and we needed to really match everything and coordinate with the roommate. You had to walk in and it had to be like, oh, you know, like a wonderful room. But that's all I was worried about the first time. Yeah. I did tell my daughter, said, if you need to match some, we can, but Let's find out if you're going to get along with your roommate. And those are whole other but, concerns. Mm-hmm. They can end up being best friends or end up like one year and we're out and we're good. And who knows? All yeah. the things I worry about. Yeah. You're reading my mind. Been there. We've been, been there. there. Yeah. yeah. And the scarier side of safety is a taser. 
Always have one in your purse and do not walk alone at night. Make sure you stay in a group of friends. I know there's friends. a police department on campus and we've checked out that and I've given her phone right. numbers and different things. But mm-hmm. when they're on their own, they do find that when they're on campus, they will spend a lot of time at the library. Sometimes they just want to study out of their dorm room. And so there's always study spaces. And yes, that's the walk from the library to their dorm. Mm-hmm. Of course, we'd always say if you can go in a group, make sure you walk together and always look Stay at your together. surroundings. And I think they're just common yeah. sense things. Usually campuses a lot of time are very well lit. I know at the university where our kids went, they had after midnight like a service Mm -hmm. where you call the number and somebody escorts you straight to your dorm but it's a whole system that you can trust and rely on right and i don't anticipate things but i feel like i want to prepare her so that Mm -hmm. she's ready but nothing happens (laughs) yeah it's always better to be safe than sorry other things that i would recommend with the daughter and what i did with mine and i don't know if you're comfortable having these conversations with her or in general but talking about going to parties and not to take For a drink sure. that's open we want to think that our kids will not ever drink or do anything but the reality is you have to be prepared, be prepared. right sure. and do not accept open drinks take your own drink or make sure you get it yourself if you go with friends leave with friends <laughs> those kind of things. And with me, I had a heart to heart and all my close friends know this, we've discussed this about sex yeah. and in using birth control, using condoms and safe sex. And if you cannot have a conversation about safe sex, you shouldn't be having sex, you know, <laughs> those kind of things. My, my daughter left without a boyfriend, but I was, so I wasn't anticipating anything, but right. you never know. No, I... And, and I wanted to make sure the only way to make an informed decision is to have information. I hear a lot. I know, mom. I know. Okay, I'd rather, I tell her, I'd rather tell you and have you tell me I know than. You not know. <laughs> yes. And sure. said every family and parents handle that differently. But I was very much of, I want you to have all the information and make mm-hmm. the best decisions. And the only way for you to make good decisions is to know, right? For sure. And what your mm-hmm. options are. And if you get in trouble, call me. If these things happen, call me. because. Yeah. You can call me, but those are the biggest yeah. things with my daughter. I agree. Those what ifs, just always have those conversations with them. I know with the safety measures, again, it was just always about, I know even you had also asked about like a car and things like that. It's just like even parking lots. My kids did take their cars. Yeah. And again, parking lots generally are well lit, but they have to sometimes meet a friend for a project. They work, have a project to work on and it's Hold. late. Just all of that, just always being careful. And they always have little call boxes in all of those parking lots as well right. should something arise. But it's just always looking around your surroundings. Be aware. Be aware. <laughs> yeah. And the truth is that as women, and we do it too, right? Isaac jokes that on my car, I have rape protocols on my lock because I only <laughs> unlocks the driver's side and none of the other doors open and it frustrates him. But like, can I, I do that? On, that yeah, would be amazing. Because yes, I, I think about like yeah. when I'm at a gas station yeah, or if I'm sure. going, that those are my things because even as a woman by yourself going to the mall or to whatever, mm-hmm. I think about those things too. So sure. I want to make sure she's thinking about these Absolutely. things too, being aware of Just her safety. surroundings. Oh, yeah. The stories you hear and read and you don't ever want to feel like it could never happen to me because they happen. That's absolutely how I feel. I always feel like it's never going to happen. But then I think it, well, <laughs> it does. It happens to people. In the same way, I feel like 
when you're talking about good things and you're talking about great experiences, I always tell my kids, somebody has to do it. Why not you? Right. Right. But it happens the opposite, too. <laughs> yeah, too. I mean, it happens both right. ways, good and bad. I just want to prepare her. So I didn't know sure. you had experience. Saying, and I, I think like yeah. what you said with the locks and mm-hmm. having pepper spray and all this. Yeah. And it's a little pepper spray Skylar would carry in her purse and her backpack yeah yeah and it was on her keychain like when she was walking she just held it on her keychain when Mm -hmm. she was walking somewhere and that was normal and it's still normal for her she's out of college and she still carries it on her keychain it's no different hey you know there's just a nightlife on campus when it comes to just studying i mean there's people everywhere studying Mm -hmm. so it's a common thing you know that just how college students that's their lifestyle is like they've got their classes during the day, but everybody's up late studying. And so you see more people on campus than you think at late hours of the night. Everybody's on the same schedule. It'll be be different. I think we're a tight-knit family. She's not naive, but I think just comfortable in her surroundings. Mm -hmm. And our community is, you know, safe and everybody knows each other. It's always been what she's known. So hopefully it heightens her awareness of what's around her. And like Selena mentioned, you had asked about taking a car and I don't know what you were thinking, but for Isaac and I, we had back and forth conversations and really with more so with a girl, we didn't want her to have to ask anybody to take her anywhere. That was the biggest thing for us. We don't want her to depend on anybody or ask anybody if she needed to go to the store, if she was sick or whatever that was. And she hardly drove her car. That's the truth. Really just to go get food or groceries and back. That's what I'm actually hoping. I we're debating, and I think we're leaning towards letting her take her car. Mm-hmm. It'd be helpful to leave it here so that we have an extra car right. for the Yeah, definitely. Two. But we're leaning towards letting her take it. I just wasn't sure if it would be a distraction to be able to go yeah. and do and, whatever she wanted. And if she's in a small town like our kids went to, just a college town, a little town, there really is nowhere to go but to the right. grocery store and to... And go get true. food and You're come right. back. If she put 30 miles on her car, that's a lot. <laughs> Cause it, and, but that was fine because if she needed it, she had it. There were a couple of times when they drove to the lake or something of right. like, but you're talking yeah, just a, a few miles, little outing, but very rarely did that happen. Not enough to worry about. But the biggest thing now that I started following the school pages mm-hmm. on Facebook and everybody's parents and questions, what I see a lot and what ended up being the driving force with our son taking a vehicle because for me a boy I was like eh, he can get a ride like it's fine I didn't worry and we had that discussion too with him even right. though we had already done it yeah but what I started noticing was a lot of parents their kids didn't take a car if something happened in their schedule and they needed to ride to the airport to get home on holidays planning schedules after they get done from a test or an exam after for Thanksgiving holiday, what time do you get out? I need to make a plane, but you don't have to worry about making those arrangements because they have a car to get themselves right. home right. if she's going to drive home. And the first time she drove home seven hours by herself was gut-wrenching. But now it's like, eh, okay, we'll yeah. see you at whatever time. <laughs> and I'm sure, Selena, that was the same with Yes, we did also have our kids have a car there on campus and definitely, and it's going to be convenient, but they don't drive it as much as you'd think, but it was convenient. On the same token, I do have friends that have not sent their kid with a car. They still very doable. They're able to walk on campus. They live close to campus or on campus. And so not to discourage you from not giving her a car, but I think it can work if they don't take a car. A way to make friends because you're like, hey. Mm -hmm. And definitely but I didn't think about the safety factor of asking 
random, you know, yeah, people, people you don't know. For Skylar, we definitely thought about that. And that was really Isaac that was like, I don't want her to have to ask anybody to take her or mm-hmm. somebody she doesn't know very well to take her somewhere. Right, right. And that was fine. And for me, with Lucas, with a boy, I was like, yeah, he can ask somebody. But again, different. I started to see like, planning to get home and planning to, to do those things. That it must be a huge headache. And, and yes, there are shuttles all over campus. If you all live over, at an apartment, yes. they'll take you here or there. But if you don't live near an airport like our campus, there's a very small airport. You have to drive airport, an yes. hour away to get to a decent sized airport to get home. That becomes a problem. So Lucas has given many rides and so has Skylar, many rides to friends to the airport on his way from Waco. He drops them off in Austin at the airport many times. And I'm glad that he can be helpful to other people. But there's kids out there that don't have that and their parents are paying for Ubers or buses or shuttles and it happened. It's expensive too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those are the things that you need to process how close she is to an airport if you're trying to get her home for the holidays. No, you're helping me. I've been leaning towards <laughs> letting her, but yeah. she thinks it's a done deal. And once you're comfortable with her driving from where she's at to either the airport or home, then you kind of get hours. adjusted. Yeah. yeah. And ours is a seven hour drive and you kind of. The longest. Yeah. And we know now that they text, I'm here. It's the halfway point. And like, okay, you're halfway home. Like we have stops that we make every time and they stick to that route and we're used to it now. Yeah. So that'll take getting used to. Yes, it definitely (laughs) does. If you track your kids, we track our kids on Life360. Definitely that first time, like, where is she now? Where is she now? And she's still moving. And she was not worried. It was us. Right, <laughs> she right. was totally yes. com- com- you think comfortable. Because you scenarios of what yeah. can happen. She was totally comfortable to get <laughs> from there or vice versa. But for us, it was like, how are yeah. you? Just their safety again. Yeah. Yes. Safety, it's right? Safe. Your safety concerns. Yes. Because they're not with you, you know. Yeah, they're for sure. They're walking around making and, you nervous. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the hardest part about them going to college is that when they're in your home, you can kind of control their surroundings. But over there, you you don't know when they go to sleep. You don't know when they get up. You don't know if they made it to class. You don't know if they, they ate. You just kind of have to trust that they're doing what they need to do. I am excited for her. I, I have for been sure. excited, but it's hard for me. Like I try to let her, I guess she might hear this, but when I talk to her, I'm like, this is awesome. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then behind, I'm like, oh. And your experience when it happens is going to be different. I think everybody's reaction was different. I know my my daughter left before Selena's and we had a talk after she dropped off Olivia that I cried when we packed her stuff the night before. When everything was in the vehicle and we got in bed and I just cried yeah. and I wasn't sure if I was crying because I was sad or because I was happy or yeah. relieved that we're finally. You're going to make me cry now. Yeah, no, here's <laughs> some tissue. But it was a combination of things. It was a combination of that. I was so excited for her and I'm going to miss her. And also for us, we had her very young, like we always said we could have messed this up like really big, but we didn't. Here she is. She's going to college. And we did it like uh, finally, like yes. we made it to the finishing point, Huge if you will. Yeah. Right. It's how we felt. And then when we dropped her off, I thought for sure I'm going to cry when I leave her. But I didn't. And then I remember admitting that, like, I felt bad because there's tons of parents that said my heart is broken and I'm leaving a piece of my heart. But I didn't cry. We dropped her off and we walked away. The advice that was given to us during orientation to parents when they had a session for just parents was do not leave them in the parking lot. Leave them in their dorm where you know that they're good. 
It's because no, that's good advice. Yeah, <laughs> where you know you've set everything up for them and that everything is as it should be, and you'll feel better walking away. And that's what we did. And you know what happened? We walked out of the dorm, and right behind us, she walked out and she went off with her roommate, and they went to go to an event. It, and that's what you want, right? That's what you I'm want, like, is that <laughs> right? Yes, but that's what you want. So. But that's I didn't heartbreaking cry. for the mom or the yeah, dad. But I know? didn't. But I didn't cry because I was so happy for her. She yeah. looks so happy and so excited that it's kind of hard to be sad yeah. when they're so excited. And then Selena had a similar experience. Yeah, and I did. Yeah, it was all the emotions several months before the, dropping them off. Like, like I said, I that, that right packing now. process. Yeah. <laughs> it was just you were just like, oh gosh, I'm packing things up. It just hits you as a mom. That's when the tears were happening. I think every Amazon and package that comes yeah. in has a little tear, has a little bit of a tear. <laughs> things for the dormant, just making it more official that mm -hmm. the day is, is getting closer. But it, that it, for both of our kids, all the emotions were prior to us dropping them off, and it, yeah, you get them unpacked and. It was almost like, well, it was like, come on, okay. when y'all leaving? Yeah. I think because they also that prepare themselves. There's no perfect preparation. And I know some kids definitely, it may be different from our third child, who's now a senior in high school, but they all have their attachments to home. But I think in a way they, they prepare themselves too. And, mm -hmm. and as parents, like I said, you've prepared them. You've just set all the rules. This you made sure you've the got everything matched, done. everything. <laughs> your yes. room looks good. good. They're in their comfort space, just a little and pieces from that. home. I don't know if your child had an orientation. Sometimes they meet people at orientation. Before you know it, they're already making plans. Yeah, it's like, hey, you know, tonight. To camp this weekend. They meet up with friends already because they've already made connections mm -hmm. or even maybe with the roommate. Like, hey, let's let's hang out. Let's mm -hmm. go do something. There's something going on. He has always activities prior to just the first day of, yeah. of classes. Right. And you'd be surprised they're making plans probably before we're leaving. Yeah. So most, it's good. It's most good. schools, especially if they're schools that people don't commute to, they're moving away and living on campus. They have welcome weeks and they have events for them every hour of the day, yeah. day and night, so that they can meet people. other students. And they get to know their roommates and they'll meet at the orientation. We went to eat with the roommate's family and kind of got comfortable before we left, just so everybody knew each other's numbers, exchanged phone numbers in case anything happened. I got the roommate's number in case there's an emergency. Those yeah. kind of things that, that we did also, like I said, we left her and we're like, okay. And then we walk, turned around and she's walking right behind us and because she's off this somewhere. be a random question, but if, if she, I, I don't want to stay too long, you know, mm -hmm. like I want her to have that freedom to go and make her friends and do. Leave the day after moving. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And she moves in on a Friday, leaves Saturday. Yeah. If you move her in and you get her set up by 2 p.m., you're not going to see her after 2 p.m. <laughs> like that's just, that's been I'm our, like, that was our experience with both of <laughs> like, you. I need both of you to tell yeah. me this. Both times our kids moved in in the morning and we probably got everything we needed, had to make some trips to the store back and forth. Mm. About 6 p.m. we were done and we we're on our own. Like that was it. We went to eat on our own. They went off to do what they needed. And the first time was shocking, you know, with Skylar was like, yeah. don't we want to go eat dinner and I'll see you for breakfast? And she's like, mom, we have this. And that was it. So we prepared ourselves the second time around for that. And that's 
I still see, like I said, in that parent group, I still see parents like, oh, we're planning to stay the whole week and move in just in case they need us. Our kids do not need anything but money, maybe. She's supposed to move in on like a Thursday or a Mm -hmm. Friday. And I was like, well, we'll just stay through Sunday because it's the weekend. If you want to sit down, that's the way to do it. Yeah, because that's what's going to (laughs) happen. I know. You're right. Yeah. It's going to take off. And that's what you want for them. You Mm -hmm. want for them to be with their roommate and any friends they make at camp. She's going to exchange numbers and Instagram. And by the time she moves in, in a few weeks, she'll have plans that don't include you. And I do want But you want to know that you're leaving them with friends and people around. Yes. And a lot of times the dorm, they have their resident advisors. Mm -hmm. So they've already planned things Mm -hmm. for the new residents, just again, to have some camaraderie, meet all the people on your floor. So they have tons of things happening. planned out. Yeah. One little thing that I think also just made it easier just after you unpack, set everything up in the room, one little thing that just thought, okay, the last little touch, I just prepared like a little card for each of my kids. I mm-hmm. slipped under their pillow. So at, maybe at bedtime, so that would be the, like, like that would be just be the last thing, just like encouraging words. So, you know, just, yeah. so I did not, good. I did not do a card, but I didn't, I didn't <laughs> either. But I, what I did do is I sent, had an email that I typed oh. the night before. And it said all the things, just encouragement and for them to understand that whatever happened was their life and their choices. And it was up to them whether they were going to have a great experience or not. And that we were here whenever Mm -hmm. they needed us for whatever they needed. And, you know, Lucas went with, well, mom, I'm not going to call you or text you as much as Skylar did. So don't expect that. And but I and that told him. You can text us whenever if you want to send a TikTok, if you want to send whatever, for whatever reason, don't feel like there has to be a reason and there's not a good amount of time or bad. And just some advice on things that I thought he could improve on as a person, like be a good listener and be open to everybody and be kind, be a gentleman. If you see somebody who's walking alone, make sure they get where they need to be and that kind of stuff. Be a good human. Be a good human. (laughs) Good way to put it. Yeah, but just words of encouragement. Yes, yes. Words of love and things that I could not say in person without breaking down crying again. I think that'll be what I need to do is write a letter or type something. Yeah, so I I try to say it. No, you won't won't get the words out. (laughs) So I wrote an email and I let Isaac read it. And as we drove off, I hit send and I text him. I said, check your email just for you to look back at any time you need to. He read it and he said, thank you. I needed that. And that was it. And same for Skylar. She's like, love you. Thank you. And that was it. And something I thought for me, the email was like, they could always just go back and look at it. Sure. And that's what I did. I don't think I could have gotten everything in a card. I know. But yeah, and there's really just for them to know that they're supported and they're loved. Right. That's all they really need is to know that they have somewhere safe to go or someone safe to call if they need it. And Thank goodness for technology. When I was in yeah. school, it's different, right? Yeah, <laughs> so different. And so you got yeah. through it. I so did. it can only be easier for our kids, right? Join us next episode as we continue the conversation. We have lots to share. See you then. Bye.